You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. One of the aspects that we want to solve in the data analytics or AI space is tackling the problem that relates to the so-called peak discovery of ore deposits. And by this, I mean that there's a diminishing discovery rate relative to the amount of money being spent by uh, major, mid-tier, and junior explorers. I'm Bill Powers, and this is Mining Stock Education. Thank you for tuning in. Well, way back in January, when uh, my, me and my fellow humans were able to gather together at investment conferences, not just virtual investment conferences, but actually person to person, I was at the Vancouver Resource Investment Conference in January of 2020. And as I was moving up and down uh, the aisles there in between the booths, I was able to uh, meet a very interesting individual. And his name is Sean Hood. Dr. Sean Hood. He has a he's an economic geologist with a broad base of previous experience in exploration and uh, mining, open pit mining, underground, brownfield, and greenfield exploration projects in Canada, Australia, and Mongolia. He also has a PhD that demonstrates the application of machine learning toward mineral exploration. And I had a, a nice chat with Sean, learning more about what he does. He works for Goldspot Discoveries Corp. He's part of the technical team there at Goldspot. And I, I said to him at the time, I'd like to have you come on and talk to my audience about the trends you're seeing regarding artificial intelligence in the mining sector and uh, teach us a thing or two about what we should uh, know in this regards. So with that being said, Sean, welcome to Mining Stock Education. And uh, perhaps you could give us a little more background on what you do. How did you find your uh, find your way to working for Goldspot? Oh, hi, Bill. Thanks a lot for having me. And uh, thanks for the the uh, introduction. I'm, I'm blushing. Yeah, I guess my, my job at uh, Goldspot Discoveries is that I'm the VP of Technical Services. So I'm quite lucky to have a, a nice variety of work there. I came to the company a little more than a year ago. And uh, these days, I spend most of my time contributing to research and development, uh, managing individual projects, reviewing geology and, uh, and, and economics of potential properties, which we investment, uh, invest in client calls, training courses, and, you know, generally just trying to make myself useful in the business. So as you mentioned, you know, I'm an economic geologist. I come from from the world of exploration and mining. And uh, I'm quite interested in this idea of how to apply, you know, quote unquote, data analytics and AI to the exploration space. So one of my fundamental roles at Goldspot and uh, something I enjoy quite a lot is looking to combine uh, tools and tricks from the data analytics and R&D experts we have working for us towards solving exploration problems, which are unique to certain commodities, different ore deposit types, and uh, different uh, projects. Would it be accurate to describe you as like the human intersection between geological data and the computer data processing? Yeah, that's an interesting way to put it. I, uh, I guess that really this technology only benefits when you can take a geological problem and frame it in a more mathematical way. And then in that sense, you get to apply the mathematics of AI towards solving these problems. So investors that are listening to us, the appeal of an exploration company is that 20-fold, 50-fold, maybe even 100-fold gain that you can participate in a discovery. 
So regarding what you do, how can you share with the listeners of this show about trends you see in AI and uh, the significance of what they should know as mining speculators? Yeah, I guess the main promise of the AI field, and it really is a field, it's something that you can take your undergraduate in, college degree, uh, master's, PhD, etc. The promise is really data integration. And the field of AI and machine learning at their root are really forms of automated domain-specific pattern recognition. So what we seek to do is think about the tasks of a geologist. For example, if you're just exploring for a certain type of deposit, you want to see certain patterns in data sets, maybe maps, maybe remote sensing, drill data, etc. And you're trying to relate those patterns back to something that you know could relate to an ore deposit. You know, maybe that you're close by or maybe that you're right in the thing. Now, those patterns that we look for as geologists, that's what we go to school to learn. But there is a benefit to using different ways of looking for patterns or merging data together to look for patterns more effectively or even automating um, data synthesis, you know, in a big data set. So the value, I guess, of, of AI in the space of exploration mining is how can we take these huge amounts of data that are being generated in the industry, process them more effectively or more efficiently, and then use that new information to narrow the search space for exploration. You're a scientist, so I do have a little background in science, although albeit not nothing like what you have. So there's some variables here, right? There's there's variables of where you choose to gather your data, whether it be a geophysics, radiology, geochem, and then a human takes that, which is another variable, processes that comes up with a, a geological model and all of this is done before you input it into the machine learning algorithm which then will spit out a target so you know what's more important here it, it's the human component isn't it rather than the algorithm even though the algorithm can process more isn't it still humans that we're relying on to hopefully come up with good targets yeah this is a very good point and it's it can be lost in the mystique of AI. You know, there's a lot of sort of nefarious actors in the AI space, and this is not just mining and exploration, but AI in all industry. And they use the term AI to mean anything incredible or, you know, mm -hmm. anything at all, really. And it is a toolbox of mathematical techniques. And so like any mathematics, like you might use to do your taxes, there are established formulas, rules, there's algorithms, but they need to be applied very specifically to the problem at hand. And this is no different in the mining and exploration AI case. So the value of the human is, uh, is involved at a number of stages in this, this uh, workflow. So first of all, you need to think about what commodity are you exploring for? And what are the relevant variables that you might combine to understand exploration in a particular area. Then the data need to be processed, leveled, and combined. And this can't be done willy-nilly. This has to be done by somebody who's familiar, you know, with geology and with, with data analytics. Now, the selection of the uh, algorithm uh, is best done usually by a data scientist. 
But this data scientist needs to speak with experts in the field of geology or engineering to know exactly what's the scope of this problem. What variables are we using? What kind of data are we using? Are they number data or are they categories? Is it plain text English or is it something that was measured, you know, by a sensor? And in this way, you know, you have a real collaboration between computer scientists and uh, geological scientists. Now, when the data is produced or an interpretation is produced, you've got to get the geologist involved once again. The problem is that you can combine data and throw numerical analytics at it till the cows come home. But what is that information telling you? It needs to be validated in terms of its statistics, but also in terms of its its kind of relevance. So you can produce false positives, which would sink a project because every dollar would be spent drilling something that's not there. Because numbers can tell you many different things and they need to be interrogated and understood by people. So I often say that, you know, the computer can get you an answer, but the person is the one who adds the value in understanding the relevance of that answer. And does the input determine the answer, the input and the algorithm that you choose to use, which are, again, those are, you know, humans influence those two things, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, this is, this is really gets to the crux of the problem in the exploration and mining space. There's no two deposits which are similar in geology. And then on top of that, there's no two deposits which are similar in the data that they have available. And that, that might be the type of data, and it might be the density of data or the quality of the data. And a person is the one who kind of needs to stand back and assess this. So optimally, we would have every kind of data available all the time at the most perfect spacing. And this is never the case. So with Goldspot, you work with uh, mineral exploration companies and help them develop targets. Could you share a little bit more about what Goldspot specifically offers to mineral exploration companies? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a few aspects about Goldspot which make it quite special. So most people are familiar with um, the fact that we combine aspects of both traditional consulting as well as investing. So it's worth mentioning first up, so the two aspects of the business are a consultancy arm in which we partner with producers and advanced operators. So this might be mid-tier and major producers, and they engage us on a cash-for-services contract basis. Now, the other side of the business is a value addition to our partners in the junior mining space. And in this sense, we look for projects which can be improved through the application of our expertise in data mining and also in uh, geological understanding, we often partner with them uh, for equity or royalty. And in turn, we come on board as their main exploration team. And what they have access to then is eight PhD holders, 10 master's degrees, uh, nine professional designations in things like geoscience and engineering. And we basically eat, breathe and sleep their deposit for upwards of a year or a year and a half looking to totally integrate the data, understand the geology, and in particular, work with the limitations of the data that they might have available to make best use of it. And when you see limitations in their data, let's say the data is too poor or sparse, do you tell them, okay, the first step step is to go back and get more data? Yeah. So we, one of my main jobs and, and, and my colleagues in the Montreal office is to really assess 
what can be done and to be really honest right away so that everybody enters a relationship where there's no uh, misconceptions because, you know, machine learning and AI isn't magic, it's mathematics. So we fundamentally need the right data. So if it's simply not possible to use the data available, then we need to create data. Now, in some cases, we can actually uh, make data very efficiently and affordably by producing geological interpretations from what is available. So we don't need to work with the raw data, um, kind of combining it and then just using it as is. The advantage of having all these geologists, geophysicists, geochemists, etc., is that we can actually use our training and education to create new data sets. And that might be in a map or uh, 3D interpretations. And then these are in turn merged to create these kind of stacked data systems and databases. So for example, um, say we're working in an area like South America and the company doesn't have sufficient data for exploration, we can very easily uh, acquire, say, satellite remote sensing data from one of the many hyperspectral satellites which orbit the Earth. That's one easy data layer. Then on top of that, we can use our geological understanding to start to generate extra products. We can look for characteristic faults and um, maybe ultra alteration styles, which are the hallmark of a certain kind of deposit. Another example is that many companies have things like historic core photographs. Usually these are sitting on some computer somewhere and nobody's thought about them since the day that they were taken. Now, what we realized very quickly is that many companies have these uh, legacy photographs and that they contain a lot of geological information in the right hands. So if we see that there is a particular geological feature which would add value if it were represented in space or on a map, we have deep learning tools which we built in-house and they can process these old core photographs and then they can extract geological information and then uh, we can sit down and we can make 3D models, we can make maps, we can make new interpretations, and these all become inputs to the machine learning um, target generation workflow. As I've been listening to you and as I peruse over your website, it's clear that you take a team approach and that comes across in what you're sharing as well. What does your team and what you offer potential clients, how is that different than some of your competitors? I know that there's other AI targeting uh, businesses out there. I couldn't give you a name, but I, I know of them. I've heard of them. What makes you different? Yeah, I think the collaboration is one one major aspect. There are definitely groups in the world that think they are, are, are unique enough that you don't need to benefit from the teams on the ground. And this is, is so patently wrong. The, the real experts in any given situation are the geologists who work and live on a deposit. And they're going to know things that are so valuable that will help you to produce better exploration products. So in this way, um, Goldspot is not some uh, data-driven entity which wants to take its one-hit wonder algorithm and just apply it all over the shop. I mean, what we have is a toolbox and we have a group of experts and then we sit down with the experts of a that the client brings or or that may have worked on a particular deposit for years and working together, we're able to achieve just so, so much more. And I find that to be the most rewarding uh, approach. We've also um, worked really hard to integrate 
a variety of experts to solve geological problems. And I find that this is also seems obvious, but it, it can be a big difference between us and other groups. So we have people who are, you know, um, professor level geostatisticians or mathematicians, people who are AI experts with huge numbers of published papers. And these are not people who necessarily uh, are familiar with what happens, say, when you are in the field exploring for a deposit using pen and paper maps. So by integrating somebody, say, from the Ontario Geological Survey and somebody who has published over 100 papers in their particular field and realizing how the expertise of these two individuals complement one another, we can just bring so much more to the table. And consequently, we're often inventing new software, new technology that nobody else has because we're simply taking experts and creating customized solutions uh, on a per project, per client basis. So this whole process is to come up with a geological target, which then is drilled with the hopes that the, the mineral that you're pursuing is actually there in the ground. So how often are you successful when you uh, when you apply a critique to your own track record? What can you share here? That's probably the number one question people often ask. And uh, we've had over 35 major projects and a handful of uh, smaller efforts. And we've added value in every case. And this is not just in terms of drillable targets. This can also be, say, creating maps of an exploration area under cover where it's completely swamped by uh, cover. Probably uh, one of our most recent successes was in Newfoundland, a Newfound Gold Core, which we hold a royalty in now. And uh, possibly something that speaks to the value is that some of our earliest projects led to major investments within Goldspot. So first, the first job we ever had out of the gates was Sprott Mining. And uh, once we produced our deliverables and uh, Eric had seen our workflow, you know, he took 10% of the company. It was the same when we did jobs for Hothschild in the Arcata unit in Peru and, um, you know, McEwen Mining as well. What can be... Um, complicated, of course, is under, you know, 43101 uh, requirements, there are times when we can't directly advertise our successes. There are also times when we're brought in to blindly produce targets, and the on-site geological team has also produced targets, but more than they can uh, prioritize. And sometimes our value is simply taking their many hundreds of targets and bringing them down to a manageable level of five or 10 for priority drilling. And in those cases, um, this is normally where we add value, especially in the brownfields, uh, existing mine environments. So is there a mineral that AI targeting works best on? No, it's totally commodity agnostic. We work in both base and precious metals, and we've even um, worked a little in industrial uh, minerals. What the thought process more is relevant to is just what patterns a geologist would look for and then how we can automate certain aspects of those uh, processes, which a traditional or manual approach might not be that efficient towards. So every year there's uh, mineral exploration companies that come out with uh, drill holes and then discoveries and they're not using AI. So for the investors that are listening to us, 
could you kind of summarize for us what would be some of the big takeaways that mining exploration speculators should take away from our discussion and from the use of artificial intelligence in the mineral exploration industry? Yeah, I think that you can probably have a look at the companies you're considering investing in and as part of the due diligence, try to find out what are these groups doing with uh, with your money and with the data that they're collecting and are they being efficient? Because one of the main issues that we see in the human-only geological targeting space is that the integration of various data layers or uh, combining of key, key information is really poor. And that might be related to a lack of in-house understanding in how best to work with the large data sets. It could be a lack of available time because the teams are very small and the manual interpretation uh, is very arduous. But in truth, I mean, often the approaches for human-oriented targeting is that you know, traditional manual ways of looking at geological data mean that you're only looking at a few layers at a time. And if it's very, very clear that you are in a particular deposit style area and the targets are very, very obvious, then yes, a, a few layers will probably get you to where you need to go. But it's simply not possible or efficient for a person to visualize more than two or three types of information simultaneously. One of the aspects that we want to solve in the data analytics or AI space is tackling the problem that relates to the so-called peak discovery of ore deposits. And by this, I mean that there's a diminishing discovery rate relative to the amount of money being spent by uh, major, mid-tier, and junior explorers. So to tackle this, the obvious solution is better utilization and integration of the large amounts of data that is being uh, produced and collected. So that's normally called the data deluge. And the data deluge means that you have more data than you can possibly handle as an individual or small team. So a question that could always be asked of any group uh, before an investment is, how are you handling your data collection? How are you organizing your data collection? And how are you integrating your data collection? And if somebody says that they are keeping track of data on paper or in an Excel sheet, just walk away because that is simply so archaic it will not uh, add value in the modern exploration environment. Thank you for adding some questions. I had a bunch of questions in my repertoire when I speak with potential investments, but I did not have those questions. So thank you for adding to my repertoire of questions. You've been listening to Sean Hood. He is on the technical team with Gold Spot Discoveries Corp. And you can find more information about Gold Spot at goldspot.ca. Sean, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your insights today. Thank you very much. Thanks again, Bill. Anytime. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances 
uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns, as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.